This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their taproom in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios. And this week, we're having what Brian calls our craft beer discussion panel. We've got some cool guests with us here. I am Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. So joining us today, we have Jason Pellet, the brewmaster for Orpheus Brewing, and Bill Boyer, homebrewer extraordinaire of Beer and Fire. That's a homebrewery. And uh, we're going to talk about a variety of beer news and current beer events and just everything that comes to mind, maybe. Some news. Yeah, just, some homebrewing stuff, too. Just yeah. discussions. You know, we yeah. decided it doesn't always have to be. What's your brewery brew? What do you do here? This and that. Yeah. We're going to get cool people on and just talk about things relevant to craft beer. Yeah, that's exactly it. It'll be a good time. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Absolutely. Bill, your first time in studio, right? It's correct. I'm still trying it's, to learn this microphone thing. You'll figure it out. He's got it. Bill's a smart guy. He's doing fine today. Turns out you talk into it. Into it. What? He was beating it on the table earlier. We, <laughs> at least we got past that. At least we got past that. We all... um. Jason, what is the largest package you've ever put your beer in? Eight pack. An eight Okay. Eight. You haven't even you gone a 12 pack, pack, huh? We did an eight pack of the crushing lager. Okay. Okay. What do you think the largest package, we're going to say of 12 ounce cans to make this a little bit easier for you. What's the largest pack bill of 12 ounce cans anyone's ever done? 36. Okay. Okay. We got a 36 there. Uh, Jason, what do you think? Well, there's that new PBR oh, one sneaky. that beat their prior yes. yeah. PBR one. Yeah. So That's Pabst correct. Blue Ribbon currently has a four reel, 1,844 can pack. Then get an 1,844 pack. It's 250 packs distributed to secret retail locations. And you know why that is, Tim? I don't. Because people would absolutely swarm the places that get them and harass the heck out of them You're to right. get this this package of them. I've seen so, people going yep. for, like, the latest video game and that. A TV for $39, though. Yeah. I would consider, if it were nearby, I would actually consider buying it just for the, the hipster glory of it. I really would. Yeah. I know it's dumb. But. Well, the thing is, I mean, that's a lot of beer. I'll just in bring it in the studio. We, about it. we finish it off well, with a few shows. I don't know shows. if we can fit these in here. So, yeah. You have to include the U-Haul fridge. rental, too, on that. That's <laughs> right. And the ice to pack in the U-Haul, Bill. <laughs> so. Can you rent a refrigerated U-Haul? Do they do those yet? Not I'm U-Haul. I'm sure you can get a refrigerated right. box truck or something like you that. You can rent. Right? Actually, these days, Can really we just tough. borrow yours? I don't have one. Oh, do you not? I don't actually even have a truck. We got rid of our truck. Well, you don't. There's no self distribution here. Do you? Do you don't even really need a truck? I mean, we had a truck for a while because it was easier for us to make our shipments to our distributor. But Uh, eventually, that just seemed like more of a headache than it was worth. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know they let let you do that. I thought distributors insisted on sending people to pick it up for you. Oh no, ours. I don't know if they even would. No, I don't think they they don't really do that. Our oh. out-of-state distributors a lot of times set up freight, but um, no, for our Georgia distributor, we send it. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Get it down there to the warehouse, and then it becomes theirs, right? That's right. Yay, well, distribution loss. Yeah, but exactly. What do you think something like that costs? Jason, what do you think an 1844 pack of PBR would cost? $900. Okay. All right. Bill, what's your guess? 
700. Okay. Brian? You know, Brian, I think you know the answer, don't you? Well, I, th- it wasn't officially published because I think that it varies from state to state with taxation and things like that. I did, I did math to calculate what I think it is. And I'll tell you what I think it is. Okay. Based upon the math of current PACs, $982.85. See, I was trying to think coming in, but like I know some places that still do like $1 PBR tall boys at, at like a bar. So you have to figure that, you know, buying it at retail or whatever, you're going to be half of that. I th- uh, yeah, I figured. So 50 cents a can, maybe? So what I saw was 30, 30, uh, 30 packs, I think, were going for fourteen ninety nine online. And I used, okay. I, I basically okay. used that number. It was the cheapest number I saw. Figure inexpensive beer. But I also figured this might get marked up because it's an interesting, quirky, it's, I could see people wanting to mark it up just to, you know, make a few extra bucks on it I'd just see, because people will buy it, you know, even $1,000. I I was about to say, I bet they'd keep it under 1000 just so they didn't break that 1000 point. Just mentally, I think people would be more apt to buy it. 99, $995.99. Yeah. I'm see, guessing that's... 99 so. I feel like you got to get a discount for buying that much. You would think. Not you would think. Charge. You would think, yeah. Well, I mean... I was trying to think, hundred eighty four dollars? Uh, yeah, no, that's too cheap. I'm trying to figure out hundred eighty four. Yeah, I was, I'm Man, trying to figure out a, out a way. Yeah, that's right. I was trying to figure out a way to make the uh, the number of cans into a a price, but uh, I can't think of a way but to that do would, it. But it would be fun. Something yeah. like that would be fun. So, Jason, we're gonna look for choosers of the slain in a two thousand pack here soon. Two thousand fourteen. Forward pack. to uh, we're gonna brew some soon and actually can it again. Been Good. a while. There you go. It is coming back. Okay, cool. Because it, it, it had em, disappeared em. for a while. Now you know why it was an eighteen hundred forty-four pack, right? That's when they that's when they founded the brewery. To okay. Make this stuff. All right. So that's why yours would need to be a two thousand fourteen pack. Oh, because yeah. that would be okay. bigger. And also that's the year you were back. I always try to go bigger. You should you always do. try to go bigger. Boil longer and go bigger. Right. Boil longer, go bigger. Exactly. There's your next right. t shirt. Yeah. No. I'll keep that and in don't mind. Look back, right? don't, so. don't look back. Don't look back. Well, longer go bigger. Don't look back. Exactly. All right. So let's get into uh, the the first real story, the first interesting hey, story here. Yes. Is it okay if I do my beers of the week? Oh, shoot. You Beer. fine with that, Brian? No. You know what? Go ahead and do the beers Gosh. of the week. Tim. I'm sorry. I'm How sorry. How rude. Yeah. How rude. Well, Brian, guess what? But what? We got a great list of beers to enjoy this <laughs> week, as always. And we want to thank our friends. At the Nest for sponsoring this segment. New chef at the Nest, Brian, and he's yeah. he's killing it. I'm a fan. Uh, the baked beans, the collard greens, the chicken wings, the ribs, the gator, uh, the beignets. The I, green beans. Did you mention the, those? I, they were yeah, very I good, Yeah, I didn't try those, but uh, anyhow, we really enjoyed it. So if you're in the area, stop by the Nest in Kennesaw, get you some craft beer and barbecue. So on the list this week, one we just enjoyed from uh, Deschutes and Bitburger, the Dry Hop Zwickle. Which, uh, what did everybody think of that one? Pretty solid, I thought. Yeah, I'd, I'd drink that again. That's yeah, a pretty tasty sure beer. It's a, it's a good one to start things off with. Good stuff, man. I enjoyed it. From uh, Take 16, we have Nostalgia, which is a barrel-aged sour red. From Barrique Brewing and Blending, we have their barrel-aged lager beer. Uh, from Orpheus, Brian, you brought in a 12th flavor, but you, you said maybe the OG I believe release, we've confirmed right? it's the the first official bottling of it. Okay. Confirmed. Confirmed. The first actually official. probably the first stout we brewed that batch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I had a I think I had a twelfth labor that, that predated that that of questionable origin, but it was delicious. Am I right? Mm, or am I thinking of a bottle? I did homebrew twelfth flavor. There was there, there may have been a keg of that floating around somewhere. Keg. Yeah, I believe I believe I had that I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but I believe I had that. 
at a fine drinking establishment. Oh, no, that definitely did go on tap, but I guess I shouldn't name the place. Probably not. <laughs> oh, I think, okay, right? now I know and where I thought, it was. I and, thought, this is fantastic. Okay. And then when it came out in yeah. bottles, of course, I bought several of them. That never happened. Yeah. Never Never happened. That's happened. Just, I'm just making it up. Missed well, those days. That yeah, was right. fun, wasn't it? <laughs> but uh, Jason, you mentioned you brought something as well. What, uh, a, a creek, I believe? I, our Oud Creek, our awesome. uh, spontaneously fermented Beer with um, Serbian Oblasinska cherries. Wow, that sounds fantastic. Sounds fantastic. I look forward to trying that one out. So that's it, Brian. Thanks for uh, allowing me the time to share the beers of the week. You are welcome, Tim. Yeah, you want to jump right into it now, Brian? Yeah, why not? So, Do we have time to even jump into it? I think I think we may be totally out of time. Are yeah. we wrapping up time? No, we, we are, got a little we, time. We are really close. I can I can at least tease it. As, as you may have heard, I'm going to start off because this is a good foundation for other stories coming up. As you may have heard, Modern Times was sold at auction. So Modern Times was auctioned off on June 17th. It, uh, it was expected that Maui Brewing might be the winning bidder, and there was some drama with the bidding process. Uh, Anaheim, California's Brewery X officially acquired Modern Times for $20 million. So that's the intro. And I think when we come back, we'll get into some some questions and some, some thoughts of the details. about Who that. is yeah. Brewery X? Exactly. That is one of the questions. And okay. there's some dr- interesting drama with the bidding process that people may or may not have heard about. So we can talk about all these things. Too. It will be interesting because we've seen with uh, – who was the uh, the uh, the convicts, crooks and convicts, or oh kings and convicts. kings and convicts? Yeah. They yeah. bought uh, Ballast Point. Ballast Point, I think. Yeah. So and, for, then this, and then Brewery X comes up. What is going on? Out I've forgotten there, about that. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait till we have time to talk about this more. It's okay. going to be a good. It'll a be good fantastic. Time. So check out the next. But open. until we do get more time to talk, we're going to take a break. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. This is our craft beer panel discussion with Jason Pellet and Bill Boyer, and we'll be right back. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. The most award-winning brewery east of the Mississippi has come to Atlanta. Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant is now serving in Dunwoody at Perimeter Mall and in Buckhead on Peachtree near Phipps Plaza. Serving a variety of menu items from a completely scratch kitchen plus craft beer brewed 10 feet from your table. You have to try their cheesesteak egg rolls paired with a signature craft beer. Iron Hill Brewery and Restaurant, serving Atlanta in Buckhead and Dunwoody. Drop in today or make a reservation or place a pickup or delivery order at ironhillbrewery.com. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Roger, Roger. What's our back there, Victor? Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand, so if you missed the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is available on the Podcast Park and all popular and unpopular podcasting apps. Now, let's get back to our beer discussion panel. Beer panel, before we went to break there, we teased for a very long time. Yes, yes we then did. Then we're going to talk about this Modern Times deal, and it's just crazy seeing this kind of stuff going down. So Modern Times was auctioned off on June 17th with the winning brewer being Brewery X. Yes. Out there. $20 so, million, dollars, Tim. 
crazy deal on this one. Bill, do you follow this or have you seen any of the the news with these auctions and sellouts and all that stuff? A couple of them I follow. This one I really haven't been following. Though. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, I, you know, I talked to some people in San Diego that not necessarily beer people, but they had no idea. You know, if you're not really paying attention to the industry, you may be going in the tap room and enjoying just really have no idea what's going on here. But. It's a little crazy considering how much they had spread out. And I talked to a buddy of mine who, who I used to live in Portland. He still lives. He still lives in Portland. He'd talk about the Modern Times taproom, like, have you been there? And like, oh, yeah, it's a pretty good place. It's great. So they'd spread all over the West Coast, basically. And then, boom, suddenly we're talking about an auction. And it came about, like, very suddenly. Jason, were you, have you been following this at all? Do you oh, have yeah. any thoughts on what, what's happening here? Yeah, I mean, it's, for one, I, after the sale, I looked at Brewery X, and I still don't know who they are. <laughs> it's yes. fair. Very yeah. odd. Yeah. Um. But I'll say I've been to the Portland Taproom. That's the only one I've been to. And, you know, it's not a great COVID place. They also put a lot of money into it. There's no outdoor area. Like, so they got killed. And they opened that right before COVID. But they put so much money into that. It's like, I mean, how how do you do that and not full food service? And just, I don't know. And that's, um, I think, the CEO, the new CEO after what's his name, step down, was saying, just look at it. It's like all this money for expansion is just, you know, the debt load is just unsustainable. Because um, that's, you know, it wasn't, I don't even know, maybe New Realm is the only place in town kind of comparable to the kind of build-outs that they were doing. And they oh, did yeah, multiple. Right. But New Realm's being smart. They're going into the guys that have, they're going in and getting the locations that uh, that have had to sell off because of the expansion on the on the high dollar, and they're getting good deals on stuff. They got the 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 green fl- flash, which was the equivalent of this a few years back. So they picked up one of their yeah. facilities, and uh, yeah, so they're smart about it, but also beautiful build outs. So you know, I feel like breweries of this size would would kind of know not just the like the current market trends, but it really seems like some of these folks are operating on five years ago. You know what was popular and how things you know, how things worked and, and again, bad timing with COVID and that. But I think even before COVID, we were seeing a shift in the way things were happening. And we had, was it um, Deschutes that pulled back from an East Coast location? Yeah, I think like for they were Virginia Beach, here, I think. And, is, and they're just like, eh, they finally pulled we back. better hold on this. And it so. probably was a smart idea for sure. them to do that. And they hung on to that for a long time, like an option to do it. Say, hey, we're not, we're not pulling out. We're not pulling out. And they finally just pulled out. So, yeah. See, the modern time things is different because that I get the sense that the problem was more all these tap rooms as opposed right. to, you know, the old green flash issue of thinking that they had more demand for distribution than they actually had. So Deschutes, I think, all yeah, probably made the right call not thinking that they could like double distribution sales. Right. And with modern times, I mean, that really was the way things were going. People wanted a local place, you know, if you I had mean, your t- local tap room there. Yeah, but the tap, like I said, th- this wasn't, it's not new around, like this Portland one, yeah. the, they might have put as much money, I don't know how much they put into it, but it was like a serious build out. Um, but it's not, it didn't hold as many people, nearly as many people as a place like New Realm. I mean, New Realm, God, it's like, that's a crowd right there. It is. And the location of, especially of their Atlanta location, right there on the Atlanta Beltline, which is, just heavy traffic. I've gone to Very New Realm. smart move, yeah. Love New Realm. Love the food there. Great people. But I have gone and I've just said, I'm, I'm not doing this. You know, it's, I'm it's you walk by there. on the Beltline, you don't even know it's a brewery. It's just a crowded space and you walk yeah. in and, oh, there's a brewery, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of like, obviously you can choose to go. 
but you know it's a very different scene than there's there's no real there's not a lot of uh just passing traffic at in portland right there okay gotcha gotcha so interesting it's interesting that it was a tap room situation because i thought that was the smart move these days instead of like the big facilities like green flash was the tap rooms and you could really pull it off by putting tap good tap rooms in places. I guess the, the moral of the story is choose your location well and don't spend $50 jillion on the tap room. Right. You have to look at like, what's a realistic revenue in this space. You know, you have to pay yeah. it back. And, you know, they did do some production there too, but do they really need that? I don't actually. Yeah. I'm not sure. I'm not so sure about that. We don't that. want to pay, play the Deadpool with anybody here, but uh, you see anybody else heading that direction, Jason, if you were to make some predictions here, it's hard to say. I mean, modern times, Looked like they were doing great. Right. They so. had a big round of investing not long ago before they went under, before the, before all this happened. They uh, uh, Hundreds of millions of dollars, I think, is what I saw people were investing in the company. So this is... Ooh. I'm trying to think. I can't recall off the top of my head, and I'm sure, I'm sure I'm just missing something, but I can't think off the top of my head of another brewery that is, at least currently, going out and building a lot of satellite locations. I mean, iWire... They've done a few, right? They've done a number. I mean, Monday I night, but Burial Monday just night opened. seems like they're going slower. Yeah, yeah. A burial's doing growth. a number of. Burial's got one. They uh, yeah. Well, Sweetwater went to Colorado too. Sweetwater, yeah. You know what? And you know what? They're they, doing some expansion, but they got some yeah. big money behind them. They got some of that weed money. They got weed money. <laughs> they do got weed money. Yes. Congrats, Freddie. Great job is it, there, man. Is it so. Afria or did they that that place get bought? I think out? they got bought. Yeah, didn't they? it's uh. So it's uh, probably it's, Calgon or Procter some of that, Gamble by that, this point. Some of that new weed money, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not the old weed money. <laughs> Johnson and Johnson weed. <laughs> That's right. You know, so speaking of, you know, selling and buying, we've got, I think one of the bigger stories is Sapporo buying Stone. It, the deal was valued at $165 million. Uh, Stone owed $464 million to PE investment groups. Stone had been the ninth largest craft brewery in the U.S. and 18th overall. And uh, there have been a rash of other sellouts that uh, I think we've all heard about them. We had the Modern Times auction. Uh, we had the situation between the Sam Adams and Dogfish Head and uh, things like Monster buying Canarchy. So all kinds of fun fun things going on. Were you guys surprised by this? Was anybody surprised with this? Jason, we'll start with you. Uh, surprised? No. Um, and if I would have known their debt load, not at all. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that- but it's, you know, who buys stone anymore? You know, that's we a, got a can here on the table, man. We just drank one before. That's I was going to mention that the Stone uh, Buena, Buena Vesa, Buena Vesa, Buena Vesa Salt and Lime Lager. Yes, yeah. we did pick that up for the Mexican Lager Show, I believe. I think it's interesting, and I will say that I'm going off of news tidbits and things that I've seen. Uh, but looking at Stone, the Greg Cook, the the attitude when the Berlin tap room failed, hmm. the problem was Berlin. The problem was Germany. You know, this and that. I think it was 2013 or 2014, he very famously tweeted, I will never sell out. You know, I've built a company up to continue on. And things seemed through the the Keystone lawsuit. There just seemed to be a desperation there. Like they needed this, you know, just kind of reading between the lines. And uh, I thought it was interesting. I was not surprised when I heard that because, and even not knowing their debt load, it really didn't seem to be a shocker. And there were rumblings out there that, Hey, these guys are hurting. Like you said, I mean, no dig at them. They really helped build up craft beer in the country. Oh, I mean. But I, not a lot of people are rushing to get yeah. the stone releases right. these days. I don't even know what their beers are anymore. They still make it. Bastard? I don't no. know. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I, I do see people checking into the drink buys still, especially drink on the, seven, the special four. days. Yeah, 7-4 yeah. was a big one. Wood Stout. Yeah, yeah. Wood Stout. Mm, yeah, I, yeah. I still enjoy that one And when I see that. I, you know what? Tim and I have differing opinions on that. We do. Stout. I don't care for that one. I, I get like a very, uh, like the the bitter part in between a walnut skin is what I taste in that one. So, oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. not a fan. Not a fan. Indeed. Indeed. So, Bill, were you surprised by this? I don't think we t- we touched on on you. Did you see this coming, or you know, I was surprised to Pearl. I didn't realize they owned that many business or that many other breweries because I know when I used to work on a company in Canada, they were contract brewing like Molson to make Sapporo here and stuff. So I didn't realize that they were buying companies and stuff. Yeah, this is really going to amp up their production. I think it's going to double it by next year. I think they're going to double their U.S. production as a result of this purchase. I want Walmart to get into the game. <laughs> I want Walmart to start buying breweries, and I want everything to just, you know, really get broken down there. Yeah. So, but we'll find out more about that in just a minute. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show, and we will be right back. Have you visited Ironmonger Brewing recently? Take a trip and see the newly renovated and spacious tap room or enjoy the outdoors in their new beer garden with plenty of seating and shade to ease that summer sun. Ironmonger's tap room has a variety of craft beer and hard seltzer on tap with wine and spirits coming soon. Ready for a bit of adventure? Try out axe throwing with Ironmonger's 16 target range. It's a perfect spot for some quick fun or to host your next party or corporate event. So grab your friends and have some fun today at Ironmonger Brewing. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates wrmn 1410 am in elgin illinois catch beer guys radio on wrmn every saturday at noon now let's get back to our beer news discussion panel beer news discussion panel extravaganza, extravaganza. extraordinaire cornucopia yes. of events here so uh, yeah we've talked about modern times in stone auctions and selling and just interesting stuff happened with some established breweries one thing i should interject because it came to mind after i'd written up most of this is that melvin is actively looking That's correct. for That's a potential right. partner yeah. but they are not in financial dire straits so they may not do anything with it, but they are looking to potentially sell. So that's they're open. They're open yeah. to discussions there, right? So they may be the next ones that go. It's possible. It's like as a recruiter, I call it's like, hey, I got this great job. You're interested. You're like, well, I'm on or always interested in hearing what's got. Yeah. Know, we'll see what's going on there. I mean, they, they had some management. They did. They did that's have some have. I don't know if it was Yeah. Um, yes. And we had Melvin, and I forget that was years ago, but we had him join join us on the show, the owner, and it was wild. I'll say like I remember going to GABF and they had looked like a Wonder Bread truck or ice cream truck, the truck from Killer Clowns from Outer Space, you know, whatever it was. But uh, they were driving around just like standing on the roof, shooting off T-shirts and just being 
you know, generally crazy there, just wild. And they talked about when they got their T-shirt cannon and checking it out. And he said, uh, the essence of it was if you shoot a can of yogurt, a cup of yogurt out of a T-shirt cannon into someone's chest, like at point blank range, it does hurt. Was basically <laughs> what he said. So just a wild In show. In case wild you were show. wondering, that's the kind of yes. information you'll only get on this hard-hitting show. It's good info. Yeah. It's good info. Uh, big news in New Jersey, big bad news in New Jersey. So the, the headline of this one is basically craft, craft beer is losing ground. And the essence of the story is that New Jersey enacted what they're calling a limited brewery special ruling. This greatly limits breweries' ability to host events and private parties, and breweries can no longer serve coffee, serve food, serve food, including having food trucks at the breweries, and there's no special happy hours pricing, no free drinks. So they just really... Made them, they really them. just got them. Now, now, Brian, one thing I couldn't find in looking this up, and maybe you did because I know you looked at this a little more, why? So it wasn't very clear as to why, but the speculation online was the Restaurant Association was very tired of having to compete with these breweries. Apparently, the restaurants pay up to like a million dollars for a license to serve alcohol, and these breweries are getting by with a lot less. So I think it's probably a case of, their, their local system is abusing the restaurants, and the restaurants, instead of taking it out on the system, are taking it out on the breweries, is what I think it might be. Which is not an uncommon tactic yeah. any, anywhere you go, whatever you get into. Yeah, it's easier to fight the breweries than it is to fight the man, basically. I Uber think. and taxi cabs and, exactly. and all this kind of thing. Exactly so. right. So, uh, so the, I mean, breweries have been gaining a lot of ground recently uh, in, in terms of legalities, especially they got some special concessions with covid do you think we're going to start seeing some of that uh, clawed back, basically, like some of the, the ground that breweries have gotten? I mean, it's always a possibility. You know, something that uh, kind of realized later on in life was that, you know, all, all these things that you think, why is this so messed up? Why can't we do this? Why? And we is not just breweries, just in general. Then you realize there's somebody in the way. There's somebody who wants it that way. Yes. And the people that wanted it the way things were before probably still want it that way. And nothing's ever safe. And it's not to get political, but it's like, you know, abortion bans are like, you know, if 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 a 10 year old can't get an abortion in Ohio, what what makes you selling a six pack safe? Like that's I mean, I you know, I can't argue with that. I wasn't going to go there. No, uh, but, you know, but uh, unexpected things do happen legally do. When, when people in change, you know, in, in the top change. So, yeah, the the thing that I get with this is and this is going across many things we heard like i heard bottle shops complain about breweries getting sales you know we oh i've been selling their beer for 10 years and now they're they're my competition now and i know a lot of breweries worked really hard to do pricing that wasn't undercutting their retail right. partners here and in, in, in just using george as an example you know we had a lot of uh, uh i heard people complain about going to the brewery and they're like hey man i was getting a tour for for free to 12 bucks last week why am i paying the same price here for that and you could explain to them we don't want to undercut our retail partners you know we're still trying to one of the big goal of this was that we get to keep more than eight cents on a dollar as brewers here and people didn't the consumer didn't want to hear that you know so it's a it's a fight you're fighting your retail partners this and that even within the brewing community in georgia the way the law is there's different laws rules for breweries and brew pubs and so when the sales happened, you know, we could, you couldn't sell a growler in Crawford Moran from five seasons right. very famously would name his beers similar to you, Jason. It would say something like, I cannot believe that in 2016 in the state of Georgia, in the city of Atlanta, 
I cannot sell a growler of my beer to go, you know, was the name of a beer and things like that. And it's not that they don't want good for the others, but they don't want to get hit themselves. But I think Ryan talking about this New Jersey story in general seems like an extreme reaction. It does. And I'm wondering, I kind of wondered when I first saw this before I saw the speculation, I'm like, is there like a neo-prohibitionist movement going on? Because I've heard people mention that there are still people out there that are looking to make alcohol illegal again. I'm like, really? Are we? Do we really have people like that? I get people want to drink, you know, non-alcoholic beers or just abstain completely. Understand that. Didn't realize that we were we were receding back so far that yeah. we would consider making that illegal again. Because I mean, it worked out so well the first time. It did. Yes. I yeah. mean, I, I think you have to. All the fights that were won, if you look at things as in that regard as being on the side that wins, the other side didn't go away. Yeah, they just, they got You're better. Right. Yeah, yeah. Better. It's, it's, uh, it's just crazy to see these people fighting against each other for, you know, I want the upper hand. I want the upper hand so I can do better. I don't want you to have a leg up, you know, trying to get level footing. There was a, a ruling last year with breweries that also distill that, you know, the way they have to do it before there was a rule in Georgia, a brewery that got a distillery license could bring in product like pre-mixed from one of the big houses and blend it, bottle it, package it, put it under their name and sell it. And they can't do that anymore. Now, from our side, I won't get into the politics of that, but we heard there was a little dirty pool played yes, by one did. of the distillers mm-hmm. yes. to make this happen. We know who you are. <laughs> and we were, we were, we no longer purchased from that distillery. It's true. We do that, but... I like we their barrels, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Really see, <laughs> exactly. But then we were talking to one of our distiller friends where we love IDC there in Decatur. You know, we go down there and hang with them. And, of course, when we told them the story, they're like, oh, yeah, we totally agree with that. You know, it's just their point of view. They're like, yeah, that's that's a bummer that breweries were able to do that. You know, and we can't do that. So it depends on which side of the aisle you're standing on here. I have this, I have this, uh, this crazy idea that I came up with. It's follow the money. Like, I don't know if you guys have heard that before, but what a lot is of this? this Follow the money. Money. Like if okay. you if you look who makes money off oh, of the thing, yeah, okay. you might have a, a reason why something yeah. is that way. So yeah. you might look into it. It's I'm just workshopping and I'm just trying to see if this works out. But follow the money. Think that has legs. I think it. it yeah, I think there might be something to it. And most of your small breweries or even your larger breweries do not have a lot. You're not going to follow a lot of money to uh, from Orpheus to whoever it is making the laws. Probably. I'm sure you give your. I'm sure you support your your candidates, your causes there, but. Probably not as many zeros as distributors or the restaurant association. Orpheus made a donation like six years ago. Okay. Very late, you know. Yeah. And and that was buying a chocolate bar for UNICEF. He's that's counting right. that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, Bill, I, I saw you trying to say something. What was that? Well, I think it depends on where the, the brewery is located, too, because some of them actually help the businesses around them, like when you're in sure. the cities and stuff or in the downtown Kennesaw, Woodstock, these breweries bring people there and they go to other places, eat restaurants, and then head over to the brewery afterwards, even though they might be serving food. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense if, if you're part of the attraction bringing people in. But I'm thinking in New Jersey, I think that that's no longer a thing. The people are yeah. there. There's like we're looking around and seeing who's taking the money from us. And it's like, oh, it's those breweries. Well, they just Let's make money leaving the state. It's the only state you have to pay to get out of. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder if it's like, Bill, like what you're talking about. I wonder if it's just maybe just some misguided uh, impressions there that, hey, restaurant, maybe people just aren't coming to you. It's not so much they're going elsewhere. Maybe they're just not going to you as much, you know. But I'm going to assume they probably have data that says beer did this, restaurants did that, you know, to But on that, all validate. data's wrong in the last two years because of COVID. That's crazy. And they're passing laws based on, on what's going down the they're last They're really crushing years, huh? the breweries there, yeah. And nobody cares about data. 
Yeah. No, you Dude. can make, you, you can say whatever you want it to. Just get the data points that you want there. So we are listening to Beer Guys Radio Show. It is time for another break, and we'll be back really soon with more of our craft beer panel discussion. It's great to see our community coming back to life. The cold weather is fading away, and it's time to enjoy the greatest patio in Kennesaw. Join us at The Nest and spend some time with family, have a beer with a neighbor, or simply celebrate the end of another day. Make a reservation at thenestkennesaw.com for Sunday brunch and enjoy an overloaded Bloody Mary. At The Nest, you'll find smiling faces, great barbecue, and 48 taps of local craft beverages. Don't forget, our outdoor space is perfect for your four-legged best friend. We look forward to seeing you soon at The Nest. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Your revolution is over, Mr. Lobowski. Condolences, the bomb's lost. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episodes. Now let's get back to our beer discussion panel. Beer panel, I want to add something here real quick. Uh, Bob L., who is watching our live stream, Gave us a little bit more info on the situation in New Jersey. And he said, New Jersey breweries could never sell food. They just added that they can sell snacks. They are taking a big hit on how many events they can do and taking away the food trucks being at the breweries. And uh, Bob shared that all the breweries he's visited in New Jersey always encourage people to get food from these local restaurants. So they were trying to support them. there. Okay. It's weird with the food truck thing. And I didn't know about the food situation, but... It, uh, it's, it really sounded like they came down hard. <laughs> it did. It yeah. sounded like really hitting them good there. I mean, uh, restaurants don't like food trucks either. Oh, I <laughs> could see that. Yeah. yeah. They shouldn't be as threatened by them because have you noticed how expensive food trucks are these days? They might as well go to a restaurant. And you also, get a place to sit at a restaurant. Right. I mean, there's no tables. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. And no bar. It's, it's like you've just got a truck. You've got no tables. You've got no serving staff. You've got no... You know, a uh, place to sit even, and uh, I get plastic utensils and a, a paper plate. I'm like, where is this money? I'm like, I know that's where this it. money's going to, but. To the pocket. That's the right. The pocket account. <laughs> well, guess what? We're going to talk some about beer brewing competitions and such. Uh, covered some hot topics, and we figured a little homebrew talk would be good, Bill. I'm since excited. you're hanging out. We're sipping one of Beer and Fire Bill Boyer's brews right now. What are we drinking, Bill? We're drinking uh, Being There. I named it after a Peter Sellers movie. Um, it's one of my simplest recipes I have, one of the cheapest ones to make. Uh, four gallons of apple juice, two cups of sugar. You stabilize it and back sweeten with a gallon of apple juice. This thing's won multiple medals, uh, even some best of shows and some competitions. That's awesome. And it's just a t- what we refer to in it as a New World Cider, which is usually okay. like the more American-like apples. Now, I am not, as a generality, a big meter cider drinker. I can enjoy and appreciate them. It's not something I drink a lot of, but... When we've brewed, we've done some means, Brian. I don't think yeah. we ever did a cider. No, I don't think but we did. I did appreciate the fact that you can do them very simplistically. Really, if you wanted to do it, uh, we did our mead recipe. We used Fleischmann's yeast. Yeah. In our mead. Joe's know, so you, ancient orange mead recipe. Water, yeah. water, honey, and bread yeast. And you can have a mead there. And, and uh, uh, I think you had to put some form of citrus in there and like raisins or something to uh, as yeah. kind of a, a yeast nutrient. Oh. And, 
it it's it worked and the reason it was so good is it was a very sweet meat because that that yeast is not optimized to chew through that kind I of mean, thickness. Our incarcerated friends let us know that if you've got like an empty grocery bag and you've got somewhere you can stash behind a toilet, you can brew. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Get some, get some old stale bread. You can Which make is it the happen. way Bill started out. That's right. Yeah. In, in just jail. in case any mead people are here, ye- raisins do not give you any nutrients for your yeast. Do they not? They do no. not because I believe that is exactly what we were told that it gave you some nutrients. I mean, the, yeah, they, they say, hey, the add it, meal. but you have to add so much raisins to make it worth it. You'd be having, you know, raisin juice, probably. Raisin meat actually sounds good. You know, I, actually I, should have I didn't bring one, but I do okay, have one. That sounds good. I, I think five I'd be pounds of raisins that. into it. But. it, it okay. It's okay. still somehow, the, the yeast somehow survived and actually produced alcohol. And mm-hmm. I did use craisins instead of raisins a few times. And that was cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Jason, I know that uh, legality wise in Georgia, you can't do them on a pro level, but did you ever do meat or cider as a home brewer? No, and there actually was a time period before when it didn't look like laws were going to change. I was thinking about just opening up a, a winery. Yeah. I mean, okay. legally a winery, but to do cider and mead. All right. Um, cool. Well, and technically, I believe breweries can do ciders if it's under a certain amount of alcohol, if I, I believe okay. in Georgia. I might be mistaken on that, but I If believe, that's true, I don't know. I, I think I I've, seen some, I've seen some breweries think it may be the it. other way around. I think a cidery can do a you know what? I'm, I'm not absolutely mangling sure. it if I try yeah. to say Because I don't, because I think cider, at least federally, is just always wine. So um, I don't have a federal wine. I think you, can't you do a, you could do a, a braggot though, right? I could do a braggot. Okay. That could okay. be interesting. I think a, it was either cider maker or mead maker told me one time that if you, all you're under some certain license in the state of Georgia, you have to stay under like 6%, but you can also do other beverages. I don't remember the exact details, but... Atlanta Hard Cider Company has beer and cider on tap. Hmm. So well, we've okay. been there, so they've got both on I even want to say, tap. There. I want to say Treehorn has a beer, too, on tap there, oh, I think. See, so I, yeah. I, believe, I believe it's only about so the there's alcohol something there, but I could huh? be mistaken on there's that. There's something there then, huh? There, I mean, if there wasn't, everybody would open up as a brewery or the other way around, I think. That's the reason why we've got to, Maybe it's just locally, we've got the dif- differentiation. Even like Viking Alchemist, which is a meadery and a brewery, they actually had to put tape on the production floor to okay. uh, gotcha. say this is the brewery side uh, versus this, this is this the meadery is, side. It's yeah. so ridiculous. <laughs> it is. Yeah, that physical separation there. I think it's the same way like if you do an alternating proprietorship as a brewery, there has to be space that is the other brewery. It has to be marked off, and I think it can be as simple as tape or paint on the floor, and this is brewery A, this is brewery B. I thought it was a, a case, and I could be wrong, where they just couldn't both operate on the they same can, day. They can't, but like yeah. as far as like tanks and storage and stuff goes, they have to be, oh, okay. you know, they have to be. I, nice the nice thing about tape is you could tear it up off the floor and move it move on it. a daily basis. Expand, so grow. <laughs> exactly. It's like, this tank is now in that brewery. Whoop, now it's in that See, brewery. See, people could come in and throw a, a brewery expansion party, and they invite everybody in, and they cut the ribbon and they just move the tape like <laughs> six feet over they cut there. cut the ribbon and then just drop it on the ground, and that's the new tape. Woo. Yeah. yeah. Then the other us. brewery in the space does it the next day. That's it, it man. Party all the time there. Party constantly. That's a great idea. Yep. That's a- I would like to wish our New Jersey brothers and sisters to look for creative ways to circumvent this stuff. Because you know, all laws, nothing's bulletproof. Apparently, Minnesota maybe just legalized edibles because the GOP didn't read a bill they signed. Was that real or was that an Onion article? Did was you, it was real. Did I, I think you the ate onion? the Onion. Is Did it I real? The onion? It was real. It was, was like it real? One, it was like one GOP person voted for it without actually reading it and it was enough Didn't to pass realize. it or yep. something like that okay yeah that's that's fantastic that's, you know my my um advice is just make thicker stouts that's yeah. it man 
when all else Make fails, boil longer. You don't longer. need it, right. Yeah, then right. you don't need food. <laughs> That's it. Man. It is liquid bread. I mean, and there are people that do do fasts on, uh, usually it's a, uh, what's the... Uh, it's not, not, not a 13.9% stouts though. No, it's think. no, it's not, but it is, it is a doppelbox, I think, or box or doppelbox that yeah. people frequently do like the beer fasts on over Lent or something like that. I've heard about this happening. I mean, in German abbeys yeah. where there's, you well, know, the trap is. Uh, Jason brought a beer in for us here. The, uh, the fragmentation of silence, which yes. is your, um, Oud Creek. That's right. Correct? Bill, you want to drink a little Oud Creek I'm and then sure. jump back on a little, uh, a little more beer and fire. So Bill, while we do this, we want to talk to you about, um, brewing competitions. You, you've done one or two, correct? Yeah, I've done a, I haven't counted as much. I haven't hit a hundred yet, but I probably next year I'll hit a hundred competitions, I think. Um, so, and, but metal wise, you're, uh. Triple digits, there, right? Two hundred and thirty or so, okay. I think. Um, I'm so far at a hundred and twenty-two this year. That's crazy. That's um, crazy talk. And you know, medals are one thing, but it's also about who you're competing with. You know, you want to. Hey, I want a medal, and there's only three other uh, other things in that that bracket. Well, guess what? I mean, that's nice. I still got the medal. I'm happy I got the medal, but it doesn't mean as much when, except when I maybe beat like thirty people or seventeen people, or I know that number two, someone I've seen in other competitions, and I beat him. Like, for example, we saw Donald talk earlier up there, uh, suck it, Bill. Well, he beat me, and he, he was proud you. of it. He's he saw my sure. name. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, so, and then that's a great thing about the homebrewer community is that we we cheer for each other even when we get beaten. Uh, you know, we, sure. we especially when you're, you know, for a lot of people you're doing this stuff, you're like, hey, congratulations, you won. I want to compete with people who are better than me to prove Absolutely. to myself. Um, and a lot of the homebrew com- competitions are, I like to say, my Rocky Balboa kind of moment of montage of training hit some of the bigger competitions, yeah. you know, so like uh, Glint Cap, which is a cider competition. Um, you know, I, I placed in there this year. It was great. Last year I didn't, and it's the biggest cider competition in the world, and I had two two of my ciders plays. Uh, I got my first National Homebrew Conference this week, or not this week, but this year. Those are some of the cool things. I have other things like Mazer Cup. I hope to one day win a Mazer. That's the big mead competition. That would be cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And so a lot of it's me, again, about getting feedback from the judges, too. You know, one thing I always enjoyed was going into these and competing with good people. I always hated to be beat, but I'm I'm like, if this guy beat me, I want to drink his beer. I want to see what I can do to get better and do more. Bill, we've ran our mouths a lot, and we're, we're running short on time, but you're actually hosting a competition here in Georgia. And uh, what's the name of your competition, Bill? It's the uh, North Georgia Homebrew uh, Competition. It's also NorthGeorgiaHomebrew.com. And, uh, yeah, it's the uh, we're judging next month. Right now, the registration is open. So if you're a home brewer, feel free to submit. And our award ceremony is going to be at Schoolhouse Brewing on September 10th. Excellent. Don't have to be a Georgia homebrewer. If you're a homebrewer, you can enter, correct? You can enter. That's correct. Bill Boyer, Beer and Fire Brewery, Cider Mead Beer Brewer extraordinaire, Jason Pallet, Jack Stapoulet, Jack Stan Poutine, brewmaster (laughs) of Orpheus Brewing in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you both so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Awesome. Thanks for the bill. Beer bill. (laughs) For the beer bill. Thanks for the beer bill. Thanks for the beer bill. Uh, Well, that about wraps it up, Ryan, for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as we talk to Devil's Club Brewing out of Alaska. All right. On our first Alaska brewer. For more craft beer info, follow us online. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Cheers.